Sorry, this took okay. so long to actually do. <laughs> I am not surprised at all. Been harder than usual, it seems like. I don't know if it's just me getting lazier, kids going to bed later. I don't even know. Yeah, I was in bed by 7 o'clock at your kid's age. I wish you were my child. Is that weird to say? <laughs> uh... Two best um friends. I will drive down there to beat you. We were very cool in high school. Who think they know football. I just went on a really long tangent there about Brett Favre. I have to pay more attention to the Lions this year. Bring you unprecedented access to the NFL world. OurLions.com. Pro fantasy football. Pro football reference. ESPN. Because here, it's real football by real fans. We are diehard football fans that just want to talk football. The 2M Football Show starts now. Hello, 2M Football Nation. Hello. Can I finish? (laughs) I thought you were talking to me. Go ahead. No, I said hello to you already. You just ignored me, like usual. It's fine. Anyway, welcome to another late night, well, late night for us, episode of 2M Football Show. Mike. Yes. It's ungodly again. I apologize, Matthew. You do not, <laughs> every time. I just thank you for uh, for powering through with me. <laughs> In the interest of getting uh, getting Matt to bed. We're going to skip all the news. There's nothing really important anyway. And we're finally, at long last, going to wrap up our divisional preview. Or divisional. <laughs> Very exciting. This has probably been the most heavily researched uh, batch of shows that we've done in a while. <laughs> yeah. So we got two divisions left. The NFC West and the NFC North. And uh, that is what's on the docket for today. <laughs> let's just jump right into it starting with the nfc west and once again just going in order of the standings from last year so the seattle seahawks won the division last year with a 12 and 4 record uh, as you may recall russell wilson and the offense started off the season in amazing form wilson was being discussed as a possible mvp candidate through the first half during the stretch they were averaging 34 points per game um which they sort of had to do because the defense was terrible. And then yeah. something kind of happened. It was like a switch flipped <laughs> right, right? After, right after week eight, and they completely flipped the script. Wilson and the offense were just much – they really uh, cooled off in the second half, averaging 23 points per game, so 11 points fewer in the second half than they averaged over the first half. Uh, but the defense got better. So yay! Uh, part of that has to do with Carlos Dunlap, which we'll talk about. Um, but then they did make it into the playoffs, obviously, winning the division. But the offense kind of continued to struggle, and they lost to their division rival, the Rams. You 30- would not have believed that that offense in the second half was the offense that, like, was – you wouldn't believe it was the same team. It was crazy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so that was where their season ended, at the hands of their division rivals in the wild card round of the playoffs. So probably a disappointment overall. So this offseason, getting into the moves that were made in free agency, they lost cornerback uh, Shaquille Griffin and their uh, backup running back, Carlos Hyde, who actually saw a decent amount of playing time with uh, Chris Carson missing a few games and looked pretty good. Bit of a loss there. 
Um, speaking of Chris Carson, they re-signed him. He was at the end of his deal. Uh, good move, I think. Brilliant move. And they finally really... have, you know, a running back that will take the pressure off of Wilson. Yeah, yeah, Carson's great. And I was relieved for our uh, fantasy team, too. Or wait, did we trade him? Never mind, I forget. <laughs> and then also Carlos Dunlap, who they traded for from Cincinnati midway through the season. Uh, they they brought him back, too. Brought him. That was a breath of, like, life that was put in a defense after Dunlap was brought over. Right, yeah, it was the first time they had a pass rush since, like, Michael Bennett back in the day. In terms of free agent signings, they brought in Gerald Everett, the tight end from, from the Rams. And then uh, this one I really like and went a little more under the radar was Akello Witherspoon, uh, the cornerback they brought over from uh, San Francisco. He was uh, quietly one of the better uh, pass defenders in the league last year. And then in the draft, they didn't have a first-round pick, but in the second round, 56th overall, they took receiver Dwayne Eskridge out of Western Michigan, who's a, a smaller in stature. I think the comparison was Randall Cobb, but kind of like a slot guy who's really fast and shifty. So hopefully a good third weapon for them in the passing game. Uh, outside of transitioning right into their offensive studs, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Arguably one of the top, at least top three uh, wide receiver duos in the league. Yep. And Eskridge being that smaller slot guy slotted in there could make for very interesting and very potent uh, wide receiving core. Good work, yep. Uh, and then obviously you've got Russell Wilson. And uh, I put Carson in the studs too. He's been doing it long enough. He's, he's a really good running back. And then about half of the offensive line is really good. Dwayne Brown at tackle. And then Damian Lewis at guard, who was actually a third-round pick last year, uh, but started week one and played the whole season and was really good. Already in the stud category. Uh, Unfortunately for the offensive line, uh, the other half is in the duds column with Ethan uh, Posick, the uh, center, and Jordan Simmons, their other guard, uh, both playing very poorly on that line. And and part of the reason that uh, Wilson was running for his life so much. As, as is tradition, right, in Seattle. I feel like that's just Seattle's mantra. Yeah. <laughs> good defense and Russell Wilson, I hope your feet are as good as they're ever going to be. Good, good luck, Russ, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, yeah, we, so we've, we've touched on it already. I think my biggest question on the offense is who's going to be a weapon for them outside of those, those two dominant receivers they've got on the outside. Maybe Gerald Everett can provide another pass catcher. The tight end Even if he's him. not a, a, another pass catcher, they need somebody who can help block. True, yeah, and he did both for the Rams, so I think it's a good signing. Uh, or can Eskridge make an impact as a rookie? Just doing things over the, the middle of the field uh, with his quickness and speed. Well, yeah, if he can manage to stretch the linebacking core to not be able to support the, the D lines of these opponents, then that allows them to take a pass rush and dial it back a little bit to account for another receiver. Yes, sir. And then we touched on this already, too, and I think we both know the answer. Can this offensive line magically become better? Because they didn't no. do anything personnel-wise to improve it. <laughs> no. Uh, and then the other question, I guess there's three here, is Chris Carson's health. He, as good as he's been, he hasn't been able to play a full season yet just due to various injuries he's sustained. And as much as Wilson puts the team on his back, the offense really needs to be able to run the ball to make him not have to do that for 16 straight games plus playoffs. <laughs> you mean you can't run 45 miles a game and be fine? 
Seems like no. <laughs> seems like you can do it for about half a season. So it'd be good if they could sprinkle those in next time. Uh, and then over to the defensive side, they've got a couple studs. Uh, Bobby Wagner at linebacker has been one of the best in the game for a while. And I think he's the last remaining defender on that side of the ball from their, their Super Bowl team. And not that he was part of the secondary, but that Legion of Boom squad. And then, uh, like we already mentioned, Witherspoon at cornerback. He's a stud. I love, I love the acquisition. Uh, and he was graded as PFF's sixth best coverage cornerback last year. So is PFF or BFF at the moment? In this case, yes, because I agree with it, yeah. <laughs> and it serves my argument. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, though, in terms of duds on the defense, most of the remaining front seven are, are uh, dud-tastic after Wagner. They didn't you have... had so much before you, and that's I don't know. I was going to say Dudley. Uh, I don't know. It got away from me. <laughs> They didn't have anyone uh, uh, on the line or uh, – <clears throat> okay, sorry. Let me start that over. No linebacker or defensive lineman had more than six sacks last year. There you go. There's a sentence. <laughs> They've got guys like LJ Collier, Rasheem Green, uh, very ineffective. And Carlos Dunlap did what he could, but he was only there half a season. So we'll, we'll see about him. And that pass rush is still a concern uh, along with the rest of the linebackers after Bobby Wagner being pretty much unknowns. So I, I question whether it's really Wagner and Dunlap with, you know, one or two good corners. And that's kind of the bulk of what was once a dominant defense in this division. Right. So I think the defense as a whole and the offensive line are bearing the biggest question marks for this team. Yep. agree. They did add more firepower for Wilson and, uh, but yeah, it all starts up front. So. It's a legitimate concern still. And let's see. In terms of grading this roster, I gave it a B plus because I, I think you have enough talent on the offense to overcome the, the shortcomings of the defense. I'm going to have to go with a B minus. I don't think they did nearly enough to give Wilson the tools he needs to succeed. You can have a great receiving core, but if you can't protect your quarterback and you can't run the football effectively – behind a good offensive line, there's no moving the offensive side of the ball, no matter how hot you start. And last year was a great um, tell of the tape for an offense that started out MVP leading to losing to the LA Rams in the postseason. Yeah, and I know we're not grading on a curve or anything, but this, this is probably the toughest division top to bottom in the league. And speaking of the Rams – they were second yes. place. <laughs> second place. This team just got more exciting, and I don't know why. They're very exciting. Second place in the division with a 10-6 and six record last year. And they had the best defense of the league in terms of both yards and points allowed per game. Uh, they had kind of the opposite problem. They struggled more on the offensive side of the ball. Jared Goff appeared to regress after having such a good season with uh, McVay the prior year. Uh, he had fewer touchdowns and yards. Then that previous year, and overall, they averaged just 23 points a game, which was good for – which was bottom 10 in the league. However, they did beat Seattle in the playoffs, mainly leaning on that defense. And But then they lost to uh, Green Bay in the second round, in the divisional round, uh, by a score of 18 to 32, where both sides kind of let them down. 
Uh, but should be noted that Aaron Donald was injured in that game and barely played. All right, so moving on. Off-season moves. They were busy this off-season. The biggest thing, that, or the first thing we should talk about, technically it, it's a loss and a gain. They traded away Jared Goff and some future draft picks to the Detroit Lions in exchange for Matt Stafford. The kid's finally going to play for a decent team. <laughs> the kid, yeah, the 30-year-old kid or however old he is now. I'm so excited for Stafford. I think this is an amazing thing for the Rams and for Stafford. But uh, other pieces that – and we'll talk more about in a second. They also lost John Johnson, their safety. Went to Cleveland. Gerald Everett, we just talked about, was snatched up by Seattle. Uh, a couple other guys, less important. Josh Reynolds, their slot receiver, one of their slot receivers. Uh, Malcolm Brown, their running back. Not, not a big loss after the emergence of Cam Akers. Uh, but then this one was pretty important, and I knew this, it was near and dear to your heart. Is Blake Bortles no longer? He will always be near and dear to my heart. <laughs> and uh, the hearts of cheeseheads everywhere, as he might be Green Bay's starting quarterback this year. <laughs> How incredible of a journey would that be? It's not happening. At least I pray to God it doesn't. <laughs> but it would be a great story. Good redemption arc. Um, <laughs> in the gains column from this offseason, obviously you have Matt Stafford, and then they signed the corpse of Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, I don't know if that's really a game. <laughs> I'm just being honest. It's neutral because he's only going to play six snaps and then tear his hamstring. And then uh. in the draft, um, they didn't have a first-round pick as a result of uh, – I don't think it was even the Stafford trade. It was a trade from a previous year. They had no first-round pick. Uh, but in the second round, they took 2-2 Atwell, receiver out of Louisville. Yes, I approve just because his name's 2-2 Atwell. It's a it's a uh, it's a good name that's for sure. So let's break down this roster. The offense. Oh my god! Uh, offense is just studs. <laughs> Obviously, you got Stafford. He's a stud. If anyone who is not a Detroit Lions fan might not be aware of, or or an NFC North fan <laughs> might not be aware of how good Stafford actually is, he's just been stuck on the Lions his whole career. He's really good. Stafford, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say maybe the toughest quarterback yeah in the nfl this guy played what was it a dislocated rib i guess he didn't hear that yes he played through a lot of injuries last year for a team that was going nowhere and every year it seems like he does this like i am so happy i have never been more excited to watch the rams play than to root for matt stafford Right, yeah, I'm happy for him too, and I've referenced this before, but unlike fellow ex-Lions like Barry Sanders and Megatron, who had to retire, just they had to stop playing football to get out of Detroit. <laughs> Glad Stafford <laughs> got out there while he was still able to play. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, they've also got Cooper Cup, who's really good, and I feel like Robert Woods is stud adjacent. And uh, running back, they really discovered something last year in the combination of Darrell Henderson and Cam Akers, the rookie. Yeah, you're your you're fancy pick. <laughs> you're not going to let me forget about that, are you? Your panic pick. <laughs> well, because at the time we were like, what the hell? And you're like, I don't know. I was panicking. Because it was the first time we actually did the, the draft online with a timer in years. And I was so unprepared. I was like, oh, God, what do I do? What do I do? Cam Akers. <laughs> in like the fifth or sixth round. Bust with a capital B, although he, by the end of the playoffs, he was their leading roster and looked really good. 
Uh, and they have a great offensive line, really across the board. Austin Corbett, David Edwards, Andrew Whitworth still doing it in his th- mid-30s, late 30s, and then Rod, Rob Havenstein. They're all good. Biggest question, and there are no duds on this offense. They're all good. But the biggest question is at the center. The guards and tackles, all great. Uh, but right now the they only no center depth. on there, yeah. Right. The only center on the roster is a guy named Brian Allen, who was their fourth round pick in 2018. Uh, he has nine career starts since then, but none of them were recently. And uh, yeah, so that's maybe a concern. <laughs> and the other question that I think we're going to see and I, is just very careful Stafford. how you phrase this question. <laughs> we know Stafford is an upgrade from Goff, but how much of an upgrade and, and can he take them? to the next level. And another way to ask that, was Jared Goff the one thing holding this team back? (laughs) Very good. Very well handled. Thank you. And uh, the defense, also star-studded. Jalen Ramsey and Darius Williams. Obviously, Ramsey is one of the top five cornerback in the game. Darius Williams kind of emerging really good as well. I guess I, I really should have started with this guy. Aaron Donald, though. Defensive tackle. (laughs) The literal and physical anchor of this defense. He was... I don't have the stat in front of me. I could look it up very easily, I guess. But as a tackle, he almost led the NFL in sacks. Did he? Did he actually? He might have. Oh, boy. Hold on. Here we go. NFL 2020 sack. Keep going, keep going. Okay, no, he was second. <laughs> Thank you. Behind only uh, TJ Watt as a tackle, which is crazy. You never see that. Everyone else on this list is an edge rusher. He's just so disruptive. Um, but you don't need me to convince – no one needs me to convince them of that. <laughs> Leonard Floyd. I don't know. Let's see. Can you make a good argument? <laughs> That's the argument. <laughs> Uh, Leonard Floyd on the edge looked really good in year one out of the Bears clutches. Yeah, because he <laughs> left the freaking Bears. And, uh, yeah, so that, those are the main, the major players on this defense. Uh, a couple of the linebackers aren't that good and whatever. And like you, you kind of reference it with the offensive line. Same thing's kind of true of the defense is that they're, they're very top heavy. Like they have a handful of absolute monsters at their respective positions, but not a ton of depth behind them. And you kind of see, saw that come through in the playoff game, right? Donald went down. I think he actually got hurt in the Seattle game. Uh, they won, but then they went to Green Bay the following week, and he, he was not a factor because he was clearly limited by injuries, and they didn't have anyone else to really step up. And, and the defense got shredded as a, as a result. And, and that's where you see that depth come into play. Um, and sometimes, you know, you never know what your backups are made out of until they're put in that position. But you at least want some notables behind it where it's yeah. like, okay, mm. they're not an Aaron Donald, but we don't have to change the entire script because Aaron Donald's out. Right. And then so overall for the Rams, I think the offense could be just really, really good with Stafford at the helm. They found their running this game. offense will be a top three offense. Sky's the limit, yeah. And I really think the only thing that can slow them down is injuries, which is true on both sides of the ball, but particularly on the defense. But just looking at the starters, I got to give them an A. I am very impressed with the Rams and, and scared of them. Solid A. This team is did the moves needed to do, and this is win now. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Next up, the Cardinals. 
Oh boy. Eight and eight I won't, last year. I won't open the wounds too many times. <laughs> so close to making the playoffs as uh as I predicted they would as my sleeper pick. So close yet so far. <laughs> Told eight. you they weren't quite ready yet. <laughs> um yes, you did. You did tell me that. You didn't say it quite that nicely, but yeah, that is <laughs> <laughs> Kyler Murray, the quarterback, he carried the team in the first half of the season. They had um, the sixth most uh, yards per game overall. And then I, I'm going to keep going back to it. Then came that primetime game against Seattle. And I, it was week eight, nine, somewhere around there where he hurt his okay. shoulder. And I really think he was not the same after that. And this offense came crashing down to earth, which you can't have when you have a me- very mediocre defense. Uh, they were actually mediocre kind of, is about the right description. <laughs> they kind of balanced each other out, the, the pass and run defense, because the pass coverage secondary was pretty good, but they had a terrible run defense. And yeah, they were right there on the edge of the playoff push because of only because of that extra, <laughs> the seventh playoff spot, but whatever. Doesn't matter. They were on the brink of the playoffs, but they lost their last two games to division opponents and, and they ended up missing out. Wait, in the offseason. Kind of a busy offseason for this team. They lost Kenyon Drake. Both sides. Yeah, yeah, losses and additions. Uh, They lost Kenyon Drake, who was their leading rusher last year. Uh, Maybe that's okay because of Chase Edmonds, and in addition, that we'll get to. Um, They lost Patrick Peterson, their all-pro cornerback who's been there. I think they drafted him. He's been there like 10 years. Um, Hassan Redick, that outside linebacker who had that That one. That was a big loss in my book. Yeah, I think he was. I think he had the most sacks on the team. Don't quote me on that, though. Uh, Dan Arnold, the tight end, and then Larry Fitzgerald, who, you know, isn't the most productive receiver these days. Uh, and there's actually a chance he'll come back. His contract is up, and he's currently a free agent. Uh, but there's a chance he'll retire, might come back, might sign somewhere else. I don't think it makes a huge impact besides emotionally. <laughs> Sometimes some would argue that's the most impactful. That's true. There's no crying in football. Uh, however, they brought Can into town. Fantasy? <laughs> there's a lot of tears in fantasy. Uh, if you're me, anyway. We weep brought... in the fantasy corner. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> um, JJ Watt here <laughs> in Arizona now. Uh, defensive end who spent his whole career in Houston up to this point, but that team is an absolute yeah, it's a show. Yeah, the bed. Yeah, everyone wants out. Uh, so, but so he lands in Arizona. Uh, usually, you don't make too big a deal about kickers, but Matt Prater is. Uh, I think that is a pretty big deal from Detroit. I think we mock this position so much, but it's glaringly obvious when you have a really good, reliable kicker, and when you get a crap. Yeah, and Prater's been a stud. Um, AJ Green. This is an interesting one they bring in from Cincinnati. I don't know how to feel about this one. At one point, Green was the wide receiver to have. Right. I don't know. He's just old. Combination of aging and and injuries the last few years. Um, So, yeah, we'll see what he's got left in the tank. It could be very interesting, though. Um, And then also interesting, James Conner at running back um, brought over from Pittsburgh where he had basically one breakout year when the bell holdout happened. And he's been mostly banged up since then, but we'll see. And then in the draft, they had the 16th overall pick. In the first round, they took Zayvon Collins, linebacker out of Tulsa. 
Okay. Studs on the offense. Kyler Murray. DeAndre Hopkins. What? Yeah, right. Ever heard of him? DeAndre Hopkins looked awesome in year one with the team. That connection is rock solid. They've got a couple good uh, uh, offensive linemen in center, Rodney Hudson, and tackle DJ Humphreys. Uh, I don't know if this was just me being lazy again, but I really couldn't find any major weaknesses on the offense. No duds, or at least no one bad enough to call them a dud. I would say, well, <laughs> never mind. You kind of put it in question marks. I think the duds would really be the receiving core, but you put that as a question mark. Yeah. Yeah. So let's start there with the questions because I have two major ones for this offense. The receivers, so. besides Hopkins, there's no one who really has stood out as a WR2. Mm-hmm. Um, Fitz, Fitzy, Fitzgerald may not come back. I would, I would say let's let's put that as the forefront. What happens if Fitzgerald does not come back? What happens to this team? AJ Green becomes WR two, and I don't know how I feel about that. He's I kind of a dart throw, right? It's kind of fifty fifty to me. <laughs> I, I can't back that with the confidence of saying that. Yes, Murray has his legs. Yes, he's going to have the catch all. That is DeAndre Hopkins. But there's nobody else, and I feel like that's such an easy plan to account for from a defensive standpoint. Double-team WR1, hold the line, and there you go. Right, because they don't have a pass-catching tight end, really. It's really just Hopkins. Can you imagine this lineup five years ago, though? You know, Hopkins, Fitzgerald, and prime AJ Green. (laughs) That's not where we are, though, obviously. Uh, yeah, they've got guys who have made some impact plays in short stretches like Christian Kirk, Andy Isabella, but no one's done it. I have so much hope for Christian Kirk. I, I still have he hope. He needs to but, step yeah. it up this season. This <laughs> yeah. is his prove-it year. Yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. And then the other question for the offense is, is the running game. Now that uh, Kenyon Drake is gone, Chase Edmund, Edmonds, the youngster, has impressed when he has the chance. And uh, James Connors looked pretty good when healthy. So I, I feel good about the combination. I feel like Edmonds should get the first crack at it every game with, with Connor coming in uh, as like a change of pace. Yes, yes, I, I can th- back that. I think together it could be good. Uh, flipping over to defense, we've got a couple studs. Malcolm Butler, at corner, Buda Baker, safety. And then J.J. Watt's still doing it. He's um, been quieter lately, I feel like, but just looking at the numbers and the disruption he's still he's causing. He's still producing. You know, yeah. it may not be the, the off-the-charts things, but a right. player's emotional and physical presence is just as important sometimes as, as what they do on the field. And yeah, like J.J. Watt was the face of the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see, the – a lot of uh, a lot of duds on this defense, though. <laughs> the rest of the line, besides Watt, is just awful, and I'm not even going to bother reading their names. Uh, they're they're real. I didn't make any up this time. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> not, never heard of these guys before. I read them off the roster sheet. Um, and so yeah, I guess that's the biggest question: is how big of an impact can can JJ Watt make? They had um, they actually had the fifth most sacks in the league last year. Uh, but they lost to San Reddick. Obviously, they they bring in Watt to off, help offset that. Uh, but I think as as much as we talk about the sack numbers, I think equally important is actually his impact in the running game, the run defense. Uh, he has so in his last two healthy seasons, he missed uh, about half of I don't know if it was last year, or the year before, but in his last two healthy seasons, he 
combined 32 tackles for loss. And that is just pure, he can cause chaos in, in the backfield and just blow up a running play. And I don't think that gets talked about as much as like, obviously it's not as flashy of a stat as sacks. And is that as No, but it, disruption is the most important thing on a field. Right. As yeah. fans, we want to see the interceptions. We want to see the sacks and the fumbles. But if you could throw off a quarterback receiver timing, you've thrown their entire game plan out the window. Right. Or you make a tackle in the backfield on a running back, cause a second in whatever, 13, 14, you've, you've disrupted that drive and put the defense in a good situation. So I still think he, on his own, can make a pretty big impact for this group. Uh, overall, the offense could – be amazing if AJ Green has anything left in the tank. Obviously, paired with DeAndre Hopkins, that would be a lethal combination. But as you have said, and I agree with you, we don't we don't know that. We don't know that for sure. That's far from a guarantee. Uh, and on the defensive side, I don't want to put too much pressure on him, but I think Watt is the key to improving the defense. He's really the only. Um, I mean, besides the rookie they drafted in the first round, he's really the only notable acquisition they've made on that side of the ball to try to improve things. So I really think Watt is the key. Overall, though, I, this is not as strong of a roster as either of the other teams we've discussed so far. Uh, so I have them at, at a B. Now, you probably uh, have them lower since you had uh, Seattle at a B-. minus. Uh, I don't like this. Um, I'm going to rate them. Currently, let me go over the notes real quick here. Uh, our acquisitions were. Uh, I'm gonna have to put them at the borderline between as high of a C as you can grade and the lowest of a B you can receive. So, like a 79%. <laughs> yes. I think that's just because I, I can't back this offense just yet. They, they didn't do much to address the wide receiver other than bringing in another aging wide receiver, and they have two people who have potential there, but they need to step up or they need to move on. They address the defense heavily, which is great with Watt um, drafting Collins from Tulsa. But again, it's, it's giving Murray the tools he needs, and I don't think he has everything there. Now, Green is a stud again, and we come back from the later years of five years ago, I'm going to be proven wrong. But given the past few years that he's played, I don't think he's the solution. I think he's a stop fit. Yep. I can't argue with any of that. So let's move on quickly to the 49ers. Finished last year 6-10. and 10. Um, I'm going to give them a bit of an asterisk on that, though, because they had just an unbelievable number of players and important players miss games due to injury and or being on the COVID reserve list last year. And, and I'm going to put most of it on that. That really derailed their season. Uh, and most of those are on the offensive side of the ball. They still had the fifth best defense, uh, allowing just 314 yards per game. Uh, but the offense really let them down, and it all started at the quarterback position. They had three different players attempt at least 100 passes last year, and their leading this pass next stat blows my mind more. Leading passer on the team ended up being Nick Mullins, who I what? think was the third stringer. At the- I don't understand that one, but whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we've got more to say about the QB position, but yeah, Jimmy G uh, hasn't worked out necessarily, and he was hurt. He's gotten hurt, I think, two of the three years he's been there. 
You can have him back, New England. <laughs> well, there was rumors that they might have wanted him back this offseason, but don't think that's happening now, given they drafted uh, whoever, Mac Jones. Um, is that his name? Uh, better look. Yes. Okay, thank you. No. <laughs> I don't know. His offseason. Uh, Cover the Patriots yet? I don't know. <laughs> they lost Kendrick Bourne, uh, the wide receiver, to New England, the aforementioned Patriots. Did he forget then... his identity? <laughs> Yes, um, and then I'm sorry. I'm trying. I was trying to think of another quote from that quote from that movie to reference, but I, I, it's been too long since I watched those. <laughs> That's all I have. That's all you're getting out of me today. That's good. I I approve. Uh, then, like we already talked about, it, Kella Weatherspoon, Witherspoon, sorry, the cornerback went to Seattle. And one notable offseason signing was um, bringing in Alex Mack, the center from the Falcons. Great pickup. I'm sorry to see him go, but I'm happy he's still playing. Yeah. Uh, and then a lot of drama around this team's draft pick. They, they traded up to third overall to take Trey Lance, the quarterback out of North Dakota State. All right, on offense, <clears throat> they've got some studs. They've got Debo Samuel at wide receiver, Raheem Mostert at running back, Kyle Juszczyk, who we don't talk about fullbacks very often either, but this guy can really do it all. He can catch, he's amazing. He can run, he can block. He's, he's great. He's such Fort- an underrated player. Yeah, totally. Fullbacks are a dying breed, sadly. Why was that? Never mind. Oh, yeah, George Kittle probably should have been first. You know why I forgot about him? Because he missed like three quarters of last season injured. <laughs> Recency bias is strong with me. <laughs> <laughs> but he is. He is a stud. Uh, this team also has a great offensive line with Mack at center. Still got it at age 36 or whatever. Uh, Trent Williams and Mike McClinchy at tackle. Uh, Lakin Tomlinson at guard. Really strong line. Uh, their only offensive dud is really the other guard spot. A guy named Senio Kilomete. He's bad. And uh, the starters are good, but the wide receiver core is pretty thin behind. Non-existent. Yeah, behind Debo. Yeah, that's a better, more accurate way to put it. Uh, Brandon Ayuk was a rookie last year, showed some promise. But that's it. Like, this receiving core is thinner than... What's something thin? I don't know. Paper. Tissue paper. Very good. Yeah. And it's fragile. Nailed it. Actually, I am on point tonight. Tissue paper is good because they're fragile, too. <laughs> Just like the wide receiving core of the 49ers. Yes. Very good. Brought it home. <laughs> uh, biggest question. Five percent here. Biggest question for this offense is who's going to start a quarterback? They're they're obviously done with Garoppolo in the long term, but will they start Trey Lance week one? Ooh, that is a. I like the way you word this, and I like I don't read any of this. I'm glad you don't. It makes it uh, more interesting. I don't. It, we've delayed this episode so long. I'm. Re- it's like I'm reading it for the first time too. <laughs> yeah, that is. I don't. I don't foresee them starting Trey Lance right out of the gate, especially with as iffy as that wide receiving core is. You want to hear my hot take? Oh, boy. It doesn't matter who they start because the Kyle Shanahan offense, uh, the quarterback is kind of an afterthought. Because <laughs> it's run the ball? Yeah, I mean, they've got three good running backs. They've got a very strong offensive line. And, yeah, they try to make things easy for the quarterback as much as they can. But, yeah, I don't, I don't, right, know. I don't know what to expect. All right, then. There's, there's the hot take. <laughs> Defense is really good, too. Jason Verrett, Jimmy Ward, Fred Warner, Eric Armstead. Zach Kerr. Those are all the studs, and I'm going fast because we're already behind the pace. Uh, they've got a couple weak links on the line with 
guys like Contavious Stewart, J- Javon Kinlaw are not great, but uh, overall they're really, really strong group. However, like we talked about, they did lose Witherspoon in free agency. Uh, I don't know how much I want to talk about Richard Sherman right now, given the news lately. He was a dude. Yeah. Um, but the point is they've lost a couple of their starting corners from last year. And so there's a lot of new faces in that secondary. Overall, the offense has a lot of talent. They should be okay. But, uh, yeah, this this was a team that that won when they did win, I guess, which wasn't as, as often as usual last year. They won with their defense. And, and that looks like a strong unit again. So I gave this group a B also. They're obviously depth concerns in the pass catchers. And we don't know what we're going to get from the quarterback position. So that's those are the questions. I gave them a B, though, because they, they have a lot of really good players. I'm going to give them a high C. Uh, <laughs> nice. Um, just because of those exact reasons. Wide receiver depth has me concerned. Very solid offensive line. Big questions at quarterback. Yep. Um, and then there's a lot of, of new players in the secondary. So if this defense or at any point falters, the opposite side of the ball has to recover. Yes, they can run the ball, but if all you're going to do is run the ball, it could be kind of easy to shut that down. This is true. All right, we're going to take a short break, come back for our final division, our home division, the NFC North. And we're back. 2M football here. That was the speed break music. Doing, <laughs> finally finishing our uh, roster breakdowns. We're so close to bedtime. Saving, the, yeah, right. That's why Matt's excited. Saving our bet, the best division for last, our home division of the yeah. NFC North. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, not best in terms of uh, talent. <laughs> For now, though, starting with the Packers, they have uh, one of the best quarterbacks in the game. Maybe. At the moment. Uh, this is another reason I didn't mind delaying, just in case we got news regarding the situation. We do not have it. Uh, we know he's still good at golf, but we don't know if he's going to be playing <laughs> the Packers. Uh, <laughs> but anyway. He can sell insurance. Like recapping, no yeah, <laughs> yes, that too. Uh, recapping their 2020 season really quick. They were 13-3. and three. Uh, number one seed in the NFC, Aaron Rodgers returned to his MVP form. Uh, Devontae Adams turned in another awesome year, and, and even the running game looked good. This was a great offense, and even the defense was solid. The numbers say the defense was better than I remember it anecdotally, but <laughs> <laughs> apparently they were a top 10 defense in yards allowed per game. That, that did skew towards the pass defense being better than the run defense, which I don't remember being that top 10 defense in like, I don't know, since the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they were the, the one seed in the NFC. They got a bye, beat the Rams in the divisional round before uh, losing to Tampa Bay in the playoffs. And I'm not – that's it. That's all I'm going to say about that game. Tom Brady. <laughs> Kevin King and that ref. <laughs> it's always the refs. Why? <laughs> all right. This offseason, uh, they pretty I actually had some notable losses here on the offense. They lost Corey Lindsley. No! It means me to my soul. They're, they're starting center. So good. He is uh, with the Chargers now. And they also lost Jamal Williams, who was uh, kind of their number two running back. Uh, really, really talented player, too. And he actually went to Detroit, so stayed in the division. Oh, great. 
gains, most importantly, they brought in Blake Bortles. Woo! <laughs> Solidify the QB position just in case. <laughs> just in case. Best QB room in the NFL. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> Uh, and then in the draft, they had the 29th pick, which they used on Eric Stokes, cornerback out of Georgia. Yeah, not an offensive player. Why would we do that to help Aaron Rodgers out? Nope. Well, I wouldn't have a problem with it if they had let Kevin King go, but they re-signed him too, so whatever, man. I mean, that's just to, you know, make you mad. I agree with Rodgers. I'm, I'm boycotting the team until they fire the GM. Okay. <laughs> I'll, come, I'll check back in a month and see how that goes. Just getting boycott over. You wouldn't do it. boycott history. Studs on this offense. Aaron Rodgers, for now. For now. Monte Adams, Aaron Jones, Robert Tunyon, the tight end, who kind of broke What? A, just real quick, Robert Tunyon, where did this kid come from? <laughs> I don't know, but he's awesome. <laughs> he's like a, a beast. Eat your heart out, Jimmy Graham. I think he had like 10 touchdowns. He was second on the team in touchdown receptions last year after Adams. For a tight end. Yeah, it was amazing. We're talking like George Kittle numbers. You're right. Who? Just kidding. Who? <laughs> no, it was great. It was, and it was the first time they've had a, a tight end weapon really utilized in the passing game since uh, Jermichael Finley. Oh, my God. That's a callback. RIP. I mean, he's alive, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> And then they, they lost Lindsley, but they still have David Bakhtiari, uh, one of the best tackles in the game on that line. And then offensive duds. I know you're going to like this one. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, about half the time he's a dud, half the time he's I'm a burn his freaking jersey. <laughs> burn it and then frame it on your wall two plays later. <laughs> Except um, the charge remains. <laughs> yeah, because he'll catch a game winner after dropping seven game losers. Exactly. <laughs> uh, biggest question, I think, for the offense – Two of them, actually. Corey Lindsley, huge loss at center. Uh, the only guys on the roster at the position now are Jake Hansen, who was a sixth-round pick uh, last year, and then uh, Josh Myers, who they used a second-round pick on this year. So do you start the rookie? Do you start the rando from last year? Or do they try to bring in a veteran free agent? Rando Calrissian. They're very good. <laughs> And then, uh, obviously, the biggest question for this team is, will Aaron Rodgers be on the team? Do you believe in love? I do not believe in love. I'm so – I hate love. (laughs) Wow. All right. Love stabbed Aaron Rodgers in the back. Okay. Actually, didn't he just get – Defense has a lot of studs on it. (laughs) Jair Jair Alexander, one of my favorite cornerbacks. He's awesome. Kenny Clark, all right, dude. Zadarius Smith, great. Mike. I have a question for you. Shoot. Why is Kevin King still on the team? No, Matt, that's my question for you. <laughs> oh, oh well, I've had this backwards. Sorry. And Brian uh, Gutkunst. Yep, yep. yep. Oh, yep. All right, we're around. And uh, I've got another question, kind of rhetorical. Uh, How has the run defense been improved from last year? Uh, Spoiler alert, it hasn't. <laughs> oh, hold on. I feel, I feel like give I'm me coming. a chance to read, damn it. You freaking jerk. I, I feel like I'm coming across really bitter in this segment. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. I mean, you're usually a dick, but man. I'm sorry. It's uh, it's getting late, and I'm upset about the Packers. But yeah, obviously. <laughs> your choice. Never mind. This team is completely irrelevant if, if it doesn't have Aaron Rodgers, so it's hard to give them a grade. Uh, with Rodgers, though, I think I'd give them like a B+. Plus. Without him, there's C. 
I can I can I can match that. All right, cool. Now let's have some fun. Let's talk about the Bears. They were eight and eight. Ah, Bears. <laughs> they were eight and eight last year. Let's see. They went back and forth between starting Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles all year. And I'm going to give you a lot of credit for this one. You were saying it the whole time that they should have stuck with Mitch. And the numbers kind of bear that out. They were six and three with Mitch as a starter versus two and five in the games Nick Foles started. And they waited on that. Right. Four losing, like, three games lost in a row, and they're like, now we're going to hold out a little bit more. Four games. Now we got this. We got this. The fifth game. Like, you know what? We might be on to something here. And the defense was still as good as ever, but they had a bottom 10 offense. And they did make the playoffs. They got that uh, number seven seed. However, they got dominated by the Saints. Yeah. Um, Congratulations, Chicago. As despite how crappy you played, you made the playoffs. Your constellation prize is the New Orleans Saints led by Drew Brees. Good luck with that. Did you say constellation prize? Did I? <laughs> I don't know. We'll go to the tape. I, I like it, though. It's because, uh, let's see. Hold on. Hold on. Let me connect the dots here because the Saints have a lot of stars on their team and they dominated the Bears. I, I thought that word was used correctly, unless I don't know English language. Oh, no, it's, it's consolation. Oh, I'm not a freaking English major over here. <laughs> no, I like it. I, I feel like it worked in the end. Anyway. Don't patronize me. Okay, fine. You're a dumbass. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> a lot happened for the Bears this offseason. They lost Kyle Fuller. Huge loss. Cornerback. Went to Denver. Play for your Broncos. Broncos! Uh, Roy Roberts and Harris on the D-line went to Jacksonville. Uh, Cordero Patterson, running back, wide receiver, kick returner, went to the Falcons. Uh, they lost Mitch Trubisky. I mean, <laughs> I should lost. They let him go. Uh, they were decided they were done with him. He went to Buffalo, where he'll back up Josh Allen. Uh, and then their tackle, Charles Leno, left tackle, went to Washington. They're but for all that, guess who they got? <laughs> Guess who they decided to sign because they're like, of all the quarterbacks available, this guy's going to solve all our problems. Red Rocket. Andy freaking Dalton. <laughs> I'm surprised Chicago's hasn't wasn't burnt to the ground that day. I didn't meet one person who was like, yeah, this is a good idea. I mean, yeah, he's not the kind of guy you get excited about. But what was exciting was in the draft when they traded up to 11th overall to take Justin Fields – Quarterback out of Ohio State. Uh, the Ohio State, thank you very much. I'm so sorry. Dare you disrespect the Buckeye State. <laughs> In the second round, uh, they took, with the 39th pick, they took Tevin Jenkins, the offensive tackle out of Oklahoma State. So, a pretty exciting draft uh, by these Bears. I think they did good. They did well there. Uh, the coaching staff pulled their butts out of the fire, I'll tell you that one, with that draft. For now, yeah. <laughs> They at least bought themselves another year. Uh, the studs on this offense, there aren't too many. Allen Robinson is a great receiver. Uh, Cody Whitehair at guard is pretty good. And then David Montgomery, the young running back, uh, looks, looks pretty good as well. Uh, however, duds are rest of the receivers. Uh, Javon Wims, uh, Anthony Miller. I don't know what happened to him. He had one good, one really good year, but he hasn't done much lately. And then the rest of the offensive line is pretty bad. Uh, biggest question for the offense is who's going to start a quarterback, much like the 49ers. It's going to be, well, in, because they have the question, they're a lot unlike them in the talent on the roster. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the qu- same question faces them. Are they going to start go with Dalton and give Fields time to 
develop or are they just going to throw them out there week one? And I think uh, either way, well, I have it as a question. I think I know the answer. <laughs> Is there enough supporting talent on the offense to make them successful? No. Agreed. Uh, around the defense, they're pretty good. They got Roquan Smith, stud linebacker, Sean Gibson, really good safety, and then uh, Khalil Mack on the edge, edge rusher, really, really good. Uh, really got some duds in the secondary, which is especially troubling after losing Fuller. They got Desmond Trufant, Jalen Johnson, uh, pretty bad cornerback. <laughs> and then Christian Jones, the other edge rusher, didn't do much. And uh, for this defense, the biggest question is, is age catching up with them. They've got um, Akeem Hicks, who was such a dominant part of the line, but he's been his play seems to have been declining the last few seasons. Kind of same thing with Danny Trevathan, the linebacker. And, and yeah, Fuller, already mentioned, is a huge loss in the secondary. I would say that's the single most devastating loss on that team. Yeah, I agree. Uh, overall, Justin Fields could make this offense more dynamic than I think it's been in a long, long time. But they still, they still don't have very many weapons for him. And I think the defense could, uh, could be a little bit worse than we're used to seeing there. So... Uh, needless to say, I'm not super excited about this team's prospects this year. I have met a C. Yep, average C. Cool. Two more teams, 10 more minutes. We got this. The Vikings. Don't lie to me. <clears throat> well, yeah, I, I did lie. We have eight and a half minutes, and we probably don't have this. <laughs> the Vikings uh, were seven and nine last year. They, they rode Dalvin Cook and their wide receiver duo of Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, a very impressive rookie. Uh, they, actually, they actually had the fourth best offense last year in terms of yards. What? Uh, well, did I not watch football last year? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. They also had the sixth worst defense, though, allowing almost 400 yards a game. Well, and they were all? equally bad against the pass and the run. So there you go. They did have an impressive stretch in the middle of the season. They went 5-1 and one with wins over the Packers and the rest of their division. Uh, but they went 1-3 and three in December, so their brief brief playoff hopes uh, came crashing down. What the hell, Kirk Cousins? Yeah, <laughs> get it together. Um, and then this offseason, they lost Kyle Rudolph, the tight end, to the Giants. Anthony Harris, their longtime uh, safety, to the Eagles. They brought in some guys. Uh, Dalvin Tomlinson and Sheldon Richardson on the defensive line. And then uh, Patrick Peterson. I love this move. They brought him over from Arizona. And also Bashad Breland. Uh, That's a great pickup. Well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like those. I like their moves. And then in the draft, they had the 23rd pick, they took Christian Derrissaw, uh, offensive tackle out of Virginia Tech. Their offseason moves really showed you that they knew they had a problem and they did what they could to address it. I right. Like it. Totally. Yeah, all their free agent, or at least the ones that were notable enough for me to write down, <laughs> were all on the defensive side of the ball, where they, which is where they struggled. Uh, offensive studs, we've already talked about them all. Dalvin Cook, top five running back in the league, and uh, Justin Jefferson, really impressive rookie season, and Adam Thielen has been a staple there for a while now. They've got some issues on the line with uh, their center, Mason Cole, and a guard, Dakota Dozier, who are um, subpar <laughs> offensive linemen. That's a great way to put it. And uh, let's see. I, and the, yeah, I think that's where the biggest question lies is, is can the offensive line improve? Can the rookie Derrissaw make an instant impact? Uh, how are they going to make things a little bit easier for Dalvin Cook when other teams are stacking the box? 
Uh, well, hold on. I lost my train of thought. Okay, defense. Yes. There are a couple studs. Harrison Smith, uh, easily one of the best safeties in the league, and then Eric Kendricks, a veteran linebacker. Very good. But they had a um, – the, the whole D-line is duds, and they had no pass rush at all. We'll see if the guys they signed in free agency, Dalvin Tomlinson and Sheldon Richardson, uh, we'll see how much of an impact they can make on that line. And uh, but what I don't see is they're both interior defenders. They're, you know, tackles. They're not edge rushers. So I don't see how that's going to improve uh, the fact that they had just 23 No, seconds. but if they can help with an interior defense, especially against the run, that's going to force runners to the outside, which opens up opportunities for that. Yeah, true. So we'll see if they can improve their uh, – get more pressure on opposing QBs too because last year they had just 23 sacks, which was fifth fewest in the league. Overall, I don't see why this offense can't be really good again. I think they will be. And they clearly, like you pointed out, made an attempt to fix the defense. And so only time will tell if those new guys they brought in will be able to make an impact. And I have them at a B-. minus. Same. Last team. We got this. The best team in the NFL. <laughs> Suck it, Bucks. The Detroit Lions, 5-11 and 11 last year. They had a terrible season. Another one, they fired head coach Matt Patricia halfway through after he, they started 4-7. and seven, And they also fired their GM, Bob Quinn. And they brought in the Danimal himself, <laughs> Dan Campbell. I still don't know how to feel about this. It's incredible. Uh, former Saints assistant tight end coach. That was his prior role as the new head coach. And uh, as we talked about when we, you know, when we discussed this news in the first place, this guy has no coordinator experience, no play calling experience. <laughs> Here's the two things we do know about him. They yeah. are biting their opponent's kneecaps and he's not wiping his players. It's like a weird thing to bite. He's not going to wipe his players butts though, Matt. In case well, that's not very like neighborly. What the hell? I don't like this guy. And that's just from. Isn't uh, that the phrase? You wipe my butt, I'll wipe yours. Yes. <laughs> so. Wait, is that not how that goes? Something like that. Okay. That's, that's what I say to my kids. I wipe your butt now. You wipe mine in forty years. <laughs> <laughs> that's not happening in Dan Campbell's locker room, Matt. <laughs> I'm not playing for the Lions. They're gonna they're gonna save their butt wiping for the field. <laughs> I feel like we spent too long about butt wiping. Um, this yeah. team didn't get better. Shockingly, they did. No. Oh, okay. Well, they lost uh, a lot of players. <laughs> they lost Kenny Galladay to free agency. It's like, oh man, you're not gonna wipe my butt anymore. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> um, they lost their number two pass catcher, Marvin Jones, as well. Went to Jacksonville. They lost Matt Prater, who, again, don't always talk about kickers, but I think it's a significant loss. And they lost Matt Stafford. In that you game. lost – they gave away or lost their entire studs of the offense. <laughs> yes, they did. They did. And they um, in that trade we already referenced, they brought in Jared Goff. He's their new quarterback. We'll see uh, how that works. I mean, he's working with a head coach who has no freaking clue what he's doing, so it's a perfect match. <laughs> In an offense with no personnel, uh, except Jamal Williams. He's a, he's a good running back who they brought over from Green Bay. And then, yeah, they had to replace their entire receiving core uh, besides Quintez Cephas, the, the stud. 
Um, no, they, oh, so much fantasy anger. So they brought in uh, Tyrell Williams and Brashad Perryman, just some guys who have bounced around the league a lot, and are they're okay. Uh, however, they did draft very well, I think. With the seventh pick, they took Penny Sewell, the offensive tackle out of Oregon, just an absolute mm-hmm. monster. Uh, and then in the second round, they took Levi Anwuzarike, the defensive tackle out of Washington. Who I think wow, I'm impressed you did that. I was not even going to try that. Oh, thank you. And I think we had him as a first round pick in our mock. So that's why I thought it was notable that they, they got him in the second round. Uh, they do have a few studs on the offense. TJ Hawkinson, good young tight end. And uh, offensive line actually looks pretty good. Frank Ragnow is a good center. Taylor Decker, good established veteran player. And then obviously Sewell. I'm, I'm just putting him as a stud before he's even played a snap in the NFL. That's how good. Wow, that's a pretty bold assumption there. Let's see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll Prove it, Sewell. <laughs> uh, however, the duds are the receivers. Uh, the only one of note who was yeah, <laughs> with the team last year is Quintus Cephas, who I don't know if he's a good receiver, but I think his best trait might be that his name sounds like something out of Star Wars, so I appreciate him for that. I would definitely create a character <laughs> named Quintus Cephas. Master Cephas, the clones are everywhere. <laughs> What are we going to do? And and yeah, I just, uh, yeah. I don't say this to be mean, but the guys they brought in through free agency, there's a reason no one else wanted them. (laughs) The receivers they brought in to replace uh, Galladay and Jones. And I don't really know what to say in, in terms of offensive questions, except for poor Jared Goff. He goes from, you know, Wonder Boy genius Sean McVay and the personnel they had there to to this shit show. <laughs> oh, I'm rubbing off on you. Awesome. You so much leaving, think about this. Think about this too. He's leaving Los Angeles and moving to Detroit. <laughs> As somebody who has recently been to the Detroit area for work purposes, not impressed. I know you and Detroit have an ongoing beef. Um. <clears throat> anyway, yeah. This is this is gonna be. <laughs> It's going to be rough on uh, the defense. In some ways, this is like, I feel like this is a car accident. You don't want to keep looking, but you can't help but watch. Because you're not quite sure what you're going to see like, around the next what, turn. What is going to happen? <laughs> All right. Detroit may be the most interesting team in the division outside of the whole Rodgers situation. Yes. Yes. Um, whatever. It doesn't matter. This. Uh, okay. Here's my question for the defense, though. Actually, uh-huh. it's a question for you. Consider this name, Corn Elder. Oh, God. <laughs> is he a cornerback for the Detroit Lions or my latest yes. Knights of the Old Republic playthrough uh, character name? Uh, I'm going to go with B. <laughs> He's a real NFL player. What? On the Lions named Corn Elder. <laughs> There's Quintus Cephas and Corn Elder. <laughs> on the same team. These guys are all pros in the, the naming department. <laughs> all right. I want to be there. I wouldn't be there when they made these decisions. You can just imagine the GM being like, oh, man, that's a cool name. We got to get this guy. <laughs> right? And I, I think I brought this up on the podcast before, but that's what me and uh, Buddy would do when we played Madden back in the day. You get to, like, the fifth, sixth round of the draft, and it's like, oh, whatever. Oh, hey, Cheeseboro, that's a cool name. Let's draft him. Because <laughs> there was always a Cheeseboro in, like, every single draft. Uh, yeah, I don't, the only thing I have to say about the Lions overall is that um, – Dan Campbell's press conferences, I think, are going to be more entertaining than actually watching this team play football. They were going to be who they thought they were. <laughs> they bit their kneecaps, but then they just 
put them back on. And <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea what this guy's going to come up with. This team is awful. Uh, give him a D. That's probably generous. Can <laughs> you get more than one, like, negative sign? Sure. It's a D double negative. A double D? No. I was avoiding <laughs> that very obvious joke. Oh. I'm going with oh, the sorry. double. <laughs> Damn it, Mike. Hey, that's it. We're done. We quit. I'm done. We did it. We did it. All 32 teams. Like Dora once said, we did it. I don't know that reference. You don't lie to me. <laughs> uh, I'm so glad we had the Lions for last because that was fun. That was the highlight of the night. The, the Packers were making me angry to talk about, but I, I feel better now. <laughs> it looked like you just added the word down, so all I read out was, we did it. All 32 teams officially broken. A few of them are broken. Yeah, they broke us, all right. <laughs> We're broken, and the Detroit Lions are broken. <laughs> That's all I know. Oh, my God. This is going to be – I've never been so excited for this team all of a sudden. It's going to be incredible. <laughs> Unironically, your your quote from the, the intro clip, I need to pay more attention to the Lions this year. I actually agree. <laughs> <laughs> that was supposed to be a joke to make you sound dumb, but but no, I'm going to have to take that out because that's correct. <laughs> this is like you break out like the popcorn and the extra strong liquor yeah. just because you're like oh this is gonna be good Osteocephus, we'll watch your career with great interest <laughs> we give you elder the rank of master but you're not allowed to sit on the council outrageous it's not fair i'm an elder for christ's sakes can you be an elder okay yeah <laughs> That's it. Thank you, Matt, for joining me again at this ungodly hour. Oh, this was good. This, this was, was good. Fun, fun stuff. I'm right. so tired. <laughs> and uh, yeah, next, uh, we're probably going to take a week off, let, let Matt really enjoy his vacation. And then when we come back, it's going to be training camp time. <laughs> so excited. The season is, is really just around the corner now. You know, we, I think we've actually got the Hall of Fame game in like two weeks, so. We better get that right. That doesn't count. I know, but it, it just means we're getting close. That means we're going to have to, uh, maybe you've already done this, but figure out our sleeper picks. No, you keep making all these stupid rules. Division winners. Uh, we got a lot of fun stuff coming your way. Very Do soon. As the I don't remember being in that board meeting. Was I sleeping? I don't know, man. I don't know what's real and what's not at this point. It's all a matrix, man. It's all an illusion. <laughs> feel like I'm being mind-controlled by Quintus Cephas right now. <laughs> Stop it! You will watch the Lions. You will watch Good the night. Lions this year. Bye, everybody! Okay. All right, bye, guys. Thank you for listening to the 2M Football Podcast with Matt and Mike. Don't forget to follow us on our social media, both Twitter and Instagram. Look for our photo at 2M Football Show. If you like what you heard, please tell your friends, family, and others may be interested in listening to all of our shenanigans and remember we will see you next week on the gridiron